the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. It is a football Friday here on the pod. Uh, we got the junior circuit, we got the senior circuit, and I am licking my wounds, Lundy, because I got my ass kicked. If you listen to the pod yesterday, uh, Heideke didn't run last night, which was odd. Uh, Saquon did, uh, missed on that, uh, missed on Kenny Galladay, missed on Terry McLaurin uh, to get over 23 and a half longest catch, so we had a monster game. Missed on the rush attempts for Gibson because inexplicably, Heineke throws late in the game, which resulted in interception, and that, what we all believed, we were watching it, uh, was going to be a tide turner, did not turn out to be the case. The only thing I hit was Sterling Shepard over four and a half catches, and that happened in the first half, Lundy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the gambling gods did not shine mercifully down upon thee, but uh, you know what? There are ample opportunities to get back oh, yeah. in the saddle and uh, hopefully ride that horse uh, to a whole pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So, uh, Absolutely. Look, I, I, I said I thought it might be a kicker fest. And so in yeah. bonus time, I talked about Graham Gano and Dustin Hopkins. So at least everybody went after that. In full disclosure, you were licking your wounds and I was living life in the fast lane. I went and saw the Eagles last night, man. Talk about an incredible concert. So I took a break from football last night. So the gambling gods did not, did not beat me up too badly because I wasn't there going, Ooh, live bet. Ooh, live bet. Because (laughs) instead I was uh, downing adult beverages and uh, singing along to hotel California. Well, there was a lot of adult beverages uh, with me and I wish I was joining you uh, and watching the Eagles instead of me pissing away cash (laughs) last night. But Hey, there's plenty of chances to do that today. Let's try again. All right. Well, let's do some rapid fire here on college football. I got four games that I really like this weekend. Uh, Game number one, Give me Indiana getting some home points against visiting Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati uh, is a top eight team right now in the polls, uh, and Indiana is underachieved so far. But I'll take the Hoosiers plus four. Uh, yeah, the Bearcats, number 18 in the nation in total defense. They haven't played anybody yet. Uh, but Penix, this is the game that he has got to show up. I know it's been slow going coming off the knee injury. Just 4.8 YPA last week and a blowout win against the Idaho Vandals. Uh, but I think Indiana plus four will score me a winning ticket. Uh, I'm going to lay the chalk on Notre Dame. Uh, at minus seven against the Purdue Boilermakers, uh, they're uh, in, in front of the touchdown Jesus. Uh, Notre Dame's offensive line has got major problems, and Purdue is so damn pass heavy, but I think the defense will rise to the occasion here. And I think Notre Dame, who's gotten by and with a couple of nail biters, will end up covering here, winning by 10 or more points against a Boiler team that I feel has overachieved so far. Uh, love Virginia, plus eight in Carolina against Sam Howell and the Tar Heels. Brennan Armstrong absolutely torched my Illini last week. I watched that game from start to finish. Why? Because I'm a masochist. Uh, but Armstrong, good Lord have mercy, did he impress Jelani Strong, the tight end at six foot seven? Illinois had no answer for him. Armstrong on the season, 744 passing yards, a 7-1 touchdown interception split with a 71.6 completion percentage. North Carolina, number 11 in the country, and pass D. They're going to be challenging this game. Too many points here. Again, UVA plus eight. And last and certainly not least on the later night tip, give me Boise. Minus three and a half against visiting Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State has uh, really struggled on the ground. Just 2.7 yards per carry they have averaged so far in the young year. Uh, Boise's got ball hawkers, uh, extraordinaires on this team. They have forced seven takeaways. And if you're into trends, uh, the Broncos, 5-0 ATS, last five 
home games as a favorite. It's a little four-pack there if you want to tease it. You want to slap together the parlay, want to play them individually. That, of course, is up to you. What do you think, Lundy? I like those. I especially like the uh, Notre Dame. I think just a touchdown is not enough uh, for them against Purdue. I really like that one. And then again, you talk about the numbers with Boise State at home. Uh, You know, this isn't the same dominating Broncos team that we've seen in the past, but they're they're good at home. And uh, I think three and a half. Yeah, they can take care of that against the Cowboys. All right. With the college picks in the books, we'll have some more bonus time. Let's get to it on this Friday with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, let's uh, kick it off with a an underpick, which is rare for me, as you know, but uh, that is the direction I'm going to go on Mike Davis of the Deep Fried Atlanta Falcons. An under on 42.5 rush yards. Pull this one from points bet at minus 115. Now, most of the books out there have this south of 40 rush yards, but good luck, Davis. Uh, this is going to be a negative game script. Your, your Falcons are a 12.5 point underdog against Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers ER. Uh, Davis last week against Philadelphia, 15 carries, 49 yards, is a 2.60 yards of the contact per attempt. Uh, he's given up some touches to Cordero Patterson. Uh, maybe we'll have Wayne Gallman active this week, but it doesn't matter. When you got Vita Vea, you got JPP, you got Ndamukong Sue, he's got too many run stuffers on this front. And remember what Zeke and Tony Pollard did? Yeah, it was a whole heaping pile of nothing. 13 carries for 47 yards from those Cowboys running backs in the opener. So, Davis, uh, I don't think he cracks the 40-yard line. Give me the under again. 42.5 rush yards, minus 115 a points bet. Fade or follow. I get scared when you start taking unders, my man, because it's just <laughs> I'm it's getting out the cold of the shakes, ordinary. Man. It's weird. You know, it's like if we went out and you ordered, you know, vodka instead of tequila. Yeah. I mean, just weird things yeah. are happening. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily that it's a bad drink. It's just that it's unexpected. Uh, and that's the case here as well. But that front for Tampa is so good. Um, and you do have a negative game script that you know yeah. is going to be in place. And as you just said, you've got the shared carries that are that are happening. You know, I think this is probably a pretty well set line. I think he's going to be close to it. But if you gave me the choice, I've got to take the under just based on that opponent and based on the fact that that the Falcons right now look like burnt buffalo wings. Okay, it's they are they are bad right now, uh, and until they find any kind of rhythm offensively, I don't think I can trust anybody on that offensive side. Uh, habanero mango sauce uh, and a side of blue cheese. Uh, yeah, yes, maybe please. maybe after it's been sitting out in the bowl for six <laughs> days and it's like gelatinous. And it, I mean, man, the Falcons are the Falcons looked awful in Week One, and now they get Tampa. I mean, this is going to be ugly. Yeah, Godspeed to you, Mike Davis and the Atlanta Falcons. Number four. All right, let's move on to a matchup we talked about earlier in this week. Uh, and again, I'm going to toss out the fact uh, that you presented to me 22-3 ATS. Uh, that is exactly what Teddy Bridgewater is on the road in his last 25 games. That is remarkable. It's astonishing. And, of course, Denver traveling to go up against uh, the raging nincompoop himself, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but I'm not going to focus on Teddy B here. I- I'm going to zero in on the backfield and juggernaut Javante Williams. And I had to do a triple take when I saw this pop up my screen, Lundy, on his rush attempts line. I'm taking the over nine and a half. Uh, it's juiced up at minus 141. At Caesars Sportsbook, and BetMGM is the only other book that has this line, and it's a 10.5, so nice sort of value there. Look, I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Williams and Melvin Gordon on the ground, what should be a positive game script against maybe the worst team in the NFL. Uh, last week, uh, Williams split right down the middle, 50% snap share with 
Melvin Gordon and a 51.7% opportunity share. He had 14 carries to 45 yards in that blowout win against the G-Men on the road. And you look at what uh, the Houston Texans did. A whole bunch of rubbish and Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay and David Johnson. Those guys combined went for 37 rush attempts because Jacksonville is that lousy. So Javante Williams over nine and a half rush attempts. And oh, oh, early bonus time, Lundy. Just posted. I can't believe I'm seeing this. DraftKings rush yards prop on Juggernaut Javante is 35 and a half. Give me the over on that. And if you want to compare it, points bet's got it at 45 and a half. MGM and Caesars has it at 46 and a half. Hell of a value there. Uh, you better pounce like a Panther on that before that line changes. So fade or follow either one of those picks on Javante Williams. I'll follow all day long when it comes to Javante because the lines have not caught up to who he is as a rookie. You know, we're only one week in, and that means we're one week in for us as betters in the season. We're also only one week in with these guys setting the lines, and this is just not right with Javante. He's going to continue to be out there. Brad, I'll give you one more as long as we're already thrown in early bonus time. Melvin Gordon is a plus 110 at Caesars to go over 12 and a half rushing attempts. They're going to keep running the ball, folks. I know that Brad's talking about Javante, but Melvin Gordon isn't exactly, you know, 45 years old out there with a walker. He can still (laughs) run the ball. And this is a game that they're going to continue to do it. If you're going to give me plus odds on Melvin to have 13 carries, I'll take it. I will all day long because I think both of those guys, if we're talking fantasy, Brad, I'd put both of them in my lineup. One of them is an RB and one of them is a flex. They're going to keep running the ball. That's what Denver's going to do. And Teddy's going to wind up being 23 and three again the spread yeah williams and gordon a whole lot of ground and pound down there in duval county number three all right chugging along and uh only appropriate enough that uh, we get a little action a little wager in on our guy rub a dub dub oh yeah velvet robe service at the chubb club nick chubb give me the over 84 and a half rush yards against houston Yes, Houston, a giant pile of cow chips. And if you lived in Texas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but you look at Chubb, uh, a guy last week, you know, at the uh, 14, uh, excuse me, 15 carries for 83 yards and a pair of touchdowns against Kansas City. The offensive line really dominated line of scrimmage in that game. He had wide, monster truck wide lanes to plow through. Now, Houston last week against Jacksonville, uh, yeah, they only gave up 69. Nice. Uh, yards on 14 carries, but that shook out to 4.93 yards per carry against the Jags, who, again, are far inferior in the trenches compared to the Cleveland Browns. This game at home, uh, you got a 12.5-point line, so positive game script here. Chubb could have this by halftime, man. This this line's too low. I thought it was going to be at least in the mid to upper 90s, so at 84.5, this seems like it's serving it up on a silver platter. So fade or follow over 84.5 rush yards. Nick Chubb against the Texans. Pulled this one at BetMGM at minus 115. I don't know if he's got it at halftime, but I bet you he's at 70 by halftime. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with this one. This seems far too low against, as you said, a bad Texans team. Uh, they're going to continue to run the ball with Chubb. The Texans are a hot mess. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I, I would have expected this number to be maybe 89 and a half, 90 and a half, something like that. So the fact that I can get it at 84 and a half, I will take that. And again, he may not, I may not be quite as bullish as you are that he's going to have it by halftime, but I bet you he's at 70 by half. And then we're cruising to a cash ticket in the second half. Stick around for our top plays in the NFL plus bonus time in the NFL and college football. 
Pittsburgh, two. All right, back to one of my favorite bets on the board this weekend. Give me Justin Herbert over 298.5 pass yards in a game with a whole lot of pew, 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 shootout appeal. Going to be a gunfight at the OK Corral between the L.A. Chargers and uh, the depleted Dallas Cowboys uh, could be down Randy Gregory, who's on the COVID-19 list. And they're definitely going to be without Demarcus Lawrence, their best edge rusher. So Herbert's going to have a ton of clean pockets. Really what he had in week one, he was only under duress against Montez Sweat, against Chase Young, just 12.2% of the time. Uh, so he's going to just sit back there, scan the field, and fire and complete passes to Mike Williams, who I love the over on, uh, on his mid-50s yards prop this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, maybe get some Jarrett Cook in there, maybe actually throw the damn ball to Austin Eckler for once. It's not going to matter. Herbert's going to crush this. I think it's going to be at least 325 yards for him. Uh, again, pull this one at points bet at minus 115. Uh, he was sixth in total air yards as well in week one. Had the 47 attempts, 337 yards through the air in Dallas against uh, Tom Brady. 379 yards and four touchdowns allowed in a 7.6 YPA. Pulled all together. This line is way too low. Fade or follow. Justin Herbert over 298.5 pass yards, minus 115 a points bet. I like this one as well. Look at you picking the solid ones here for yeah. a football Friday, getting yeah. everybody ready for the weekend. We know we had a good weekend last week. We hope to do the same thing here for everybody in week two. But I agree with you that I think Herbert is a 300-yard passer this week in that matchup. And I'm with you. Hey, hey, throw the damn ball to Eckler, would you? I mean, yeah. come on, help help me out a little bit. Got some stock in him in fantasy. Want to be able to make some bets on this guy. And I'll take Herbert with the passing yards. But get Eckler involved, damn it. Yeah, I hear that. No doubt about it. But we are supercharged. All things L.A. against Little D. Number one. All right, this one may shock you, but one of my top bets on my board this weekend. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to roll the dice on this, but let's go ahead and gamble, shall we? That's that's what the whole premise of this podcast is. Give me the over on Leonard Fournette. Eight and a half rush attempts, minus 120 at Caesars Sportsbook. Here's the reason why. Look, I understand uh, that Bruce Arians came out and said that Ronald Jones is going to quote-unquote start. Uh, And then the next day when Bruce Arians was asked about the running backs again, he said, well, we technically have three starters at running back. I mean, just trolling us. That's what Bruce Arians is doing right now in the gamification community. Uh, So Fournette, Jones, Gio Bernard, they're all going to be heavily involved. And again, Tampa's favored by 12 and a half in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. And, I, you know, when I talked to some of the Tampa beat writers just a couple of weeks ago, Greg Allman at The Athletic, uh, another writer at the Tampa Bay Times, I asked them about Fournette's role, and they said, he is Mariano Rivera. Okay, maybe the worst for Mariano Rivera, but he is a closer for this team. A guy that's going to trot out of the bullpen in the second half when Tampa has a sizable lead and sold away the clock. So you got the perfect setup for this exact scenario to play out. Now, in week... One, he had 64.1% of the snap share, 69.6% of the opportunity share because Ronald Jones in the doghouse after a critical turnover in that game. But you look at Atlanta, they gave up 111 on the ground to opposing running backs uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles in week one on 24 attempts along with a touchdown. So I think Fournette can get to at least double figures here. So again, give me the over eight and a half rush attempts. Uh, will it be Lombardi, Lenny? Hopefully it won't be lackluster, Letty. Minus 120 at Caesar Sportsbook. What do you got for me, Letty? Fade or follow? 
I will follow as well. Let's do a five for five on a football Friday. Nine carries last week had, what, 32, 33 yards, something like that, uh, and to, to get things started uh, against Dallas. I, I'm with you. I, I think that comparison of calling him the closer is is appropriate for what they do on this team. They use him, but he tends to be the guy that comes in and is cleaning up. You know, he's yeah. he's the janitor, uh, you know, after the Eagles concert <laughs> last night. His job is to go around, pick up all those cups. and Or after you know, I bar from watching a game consuming too much tequila on a Thursday night. Hey, somebody's got to be in charge of the cleanup duty, and that <laughs> appears to be uh, Leonard Fournette's uh, duty there in in Tampa. So the fact that he had nine carries uh, in the opener against Dallas, I think that that gets repeated, uh, and I think he's got – maybe it's ten, but I think he's good for at least that nine, get above that eight and a half. Uh, you know, digging deep on some of these player props, but that's where you can find the value. Uh, amen, brother. Uh, speaking of player props and some additional action, let's get to it with bonus time. I got a, a ton on your cards. So please share. Well, it's a look. The baseball it, last like yesterday's pod. I said, well, you know, we're going to go with Houston. We're going to go with Tampa. And if you're feeling frisky, throw in the Yankees. Well, you should have skipped the frisky part because the first two were right. Uh, but if you went with the Yankees, then you were hosed. But considering the fact that baseball has been good to us all week, I had to throw in a bonus time two legger for you tonight. Take Toronto uh, and take the Marlins. Both of them on the money line. Put it together. You got a plus one thirty seven college football tonight. I will take UCF to cover this one's actually come down it's only six and a half which i like even better uh at this point uh than uh than when it was at seven or seven and a half which i had seen as as late as yesterday uh so the fact it's at six and a half i like that looking ahead to tomorrow give me michigan state to cover on the road against miami all they do is run the damn ball brad almost 600 yards of rushing through the first two games for sparty uh and i think that means that they can help control the clock and i'll think i think they will keep it close uh, against the Canes. And so give me Michigan State plus the six and a half and give me Penn State to cover uh, minus five against Auburn. This is all about the fact that even I want to run through a brick wall for James Franklin. Okay, (laughs) I just I just love that dude. Uh, And so I'm going to take Penn State. I will lay the five points as they take on Auburn. So that is my bonus time for this football Friday. I like it quite a bit. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a a Friday play. Uh, You know, you should just fade my Illini in general. Uh, that's, I mean, that should go without saying. I do like the over in this game. It's a 61 and a half, uh, pretty much universally across the board right now. There's going to be no defense play between Illinois. They are allergic to tackling uh, fundamental football. They have failed repeatedly so far in the early season. And, and Maryland is equally devoid of defense. So I think there are going to be points of plenty in Champaign tonight at Memorial Stadium. And no, I am not going to attend the game. I'm going to watch it from the comforts of my couch and sob uh, in the dark. That's what I'm going to do uncontrollably. Well, uh, hopefully, the, if you're going to sob, leave the lights on so the family can watch. <laughs> well, my wife, my wife will be consoling me because she will be also crying, so, you know, tears down her face. Not tears of joy, uh, pure sadness for sure. But we're going to turn those frowns upside down with some of these player props of the NFL this weekend. Give me Jonathan Taylor over 14 and a half receiving yards against an aggressive assertive front of the L.A. Rams, minus 115 at DraftKings. Taylor had seven targets, six catches, 60 yards on 18 routes against Seattle in Week One. Uh, the Rams gave up 91 catches to the running back position last season. And in week one, well, they're back on that pace. Five receptions, 38 yards to Chicago. So I think Taylor can get this done in one to two catches with ease. Give me Tyler Boyd over 50.5 yards. And I think it's even lower than that at 48 and a half yards at some books. Uh, against my Bears, minus 115 at DraftKings. Marquis Christian. 
is the primary slot DB for the Bears. He gave up a perfect passer rating in week one. Why? Two words. Cooper Cup got, I mean, just crushed him. Uh, not only that, but Christian allowed 4.04 yards per snap. Boyd off a 3-for-32 game. Uh, I think it's like 5 for at least 55, maybe 60, and a possible touchdown. So I like him quite a bit. And uh, one of my favorite wagers, uh, whether on college football or the NFL, oh, I love the Hamburglar this week. KJ Hamler, over 33 and a half yards. That's it. Uh, against Jacksonville, minus 115 at Caesars. Uh, remember, no Jerry Judy uh, out of the slot, so Hamler's going to slide directly into that role. He's going to play a sizable snap share, and he's going to draw a lot of Tyson Campbell in coverage, who, like Marquis Christian of the Bears, allowed an impeccable passer rating to his assignments in week one and 4.44 yards per snap, the highest of any week one DB. And Hamler, I think, wants to redeem himself for that drop long bomb in the end zone. And he's, you know, he's put a lot of uh, you know pressure on himself because he feels, hey, if I made that catch, as you mentioned, Jerry Judy probably doesn't get hurt. So I, I think he's he will make up for it and then some this weekend. So there you have it. A buttload of picks here on a football Friday. And that, that is, is a right. wrap on this hey, edition. Don't, hey, don't don't forget. Don't forget. What are we doing Sunday morning, folks? Come join oh, us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, uh, this is where we, we get everybody ready from a fantasy perspective, but for you betters, we're talking about the players, we're talking about the props, we're talking about starts and sits that we like, and that plays into your player props. Make sure you're following Brad on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos, and join us. It is at 10.15 Eastern Time. Yeah, Brad Eastern and I time. do a solid hour of nothing but taking your questions, interacting with you guys, and we do that on StreamYard, and it's all on Brad's Twitter account. So join us on Sunday mornings uh, for that, because even though we're doing it from a fantasy perspective, as you guys know, that plays exactly into your player prop bets, so make sure you join us. Yeah, amen on that. Thank you for the reminder there. Uh, it is indeed now officially a wrap on the Faith the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy at Nate Lundy, and again, watch that broadcast at Noisy Wavos presented by Prize Picks, starting at 10.15 a.m. Eastern this Sunday and every NFL Sunday all the way through week 18. Uh, on top of that, uh, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.